What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your regular hosts, Mitch, uh, that you hear every single week on this program, and within the next few minutes here, I will be joined by my co-hosts, Kyle and Boozy, to finish out our final episode in our World Horror Series. Over the last few weeks, we have been highlighting some foreign language horror films, and today we will be discussing Boozy's pick, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. This was our first episode that wasn't recorded over Skype in over four months. We are very fortunate to be living in Saskatoon where the spread of COVID-19 has been extremely slow, uh, but we have been we have been given the go-ahead to gather in small groups or bubbles, and you know your boys at the terror table are going to hop in on that terror bubble at the very first moment we were able to. We've been lucky enough to be able to continue recording the show remotely over the last few months, but it just hasn't been the same as being able to physically be together in our studio. This episode was a ton of fun, and we hope you all enjoy listening to it. We will be back next week to discuss the latest Shutter exclusive, The Beach House. So if you haven't yet, be sure to check the film out for yourselves this week so you can join in on the conversation. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or at our website, theterratable.com. But enough with all this bullshit, let's get to walking home alone at night with a girl and the terror table. This is Kyle Zervinsky speaking to you through the internet. I feel like Kyle just does that so that, like, eventually NPR will pick him up. Yeah. Kyle brought giant ass. What are like? What would you even call these? They're just giant Coronas. They're giant Coronas. Yeah, I figured for our first episode, all back together. Not necessarily post Corona, because I know that makes no sense. But it's like almost. What's, so what's that Vin Diesel quote though? Uh, you can have whatever you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> What? I've never heard that quote, but he says it, makes in, lo- it makes a lot of sense. He says it in Fast and the Furious. We also, we've upgraded. We are currently watching Anaconda on VHS as we record this. We're Just all to like, show how unprofessional we are, we'd rather watch a movie. <laughs> no, but it's, it's adding ambiance, you guys. I'm actually pretty happy because I think, if anything, I think it's more so for me because when Mitch starts talking about 45 movies that I hadn't seen this week, I can just you sit back. You need something to pass time. Yeah, I can like, sit back and well, watch Anaconda. Well, I watched Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I could do some live commentary, like, mid-episode. Well, either way, boys, we're back in uh, Terror Table Studios. And it's different. Yeah, I cleaned it up a little bit. It looks great in here. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry that everything's so visual, what we're talking about, but it, it's like, what, we've only been together for half an hour yeah. As, yeah. Of, as of right this now. This is fresh. So but we also spent like 20 minutes of that fighting over how to hook up RCA cables from a VCR to a It's TV. an ongoing struggle. <laughs> it's okay. We actually had an issue hooking up a VCR. You know, just a couple of mid-20s dudes in 2020 trying to figure out a VCR. Yep. Hey, man. Mid. Speaking of mid twenties, turned thirty in two days. Oh my god. Yeah. So there's there's Thursday. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling? Oh, horrible. I hate it. Like it's it's actually like the worst thing. But I'm looking forward to it for one reason. Okay. Thursday, Courtney's taking me to Thirteen Pies, and then we're gonna go see Jaws. 
at Landmark because <gasps> yes. Land- Landmark showing Jaws. That's so I get to see my favorite movie of all time on what a coincidence. Um, the big screen. Yeah. Also, not this weekend, but next weekend out at Manitou Beach. They're playing Halloween. And yeah, the dri- and, the and, and Night of the, uh, Night Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And Night of the Living Dead, yeah. So oh, I'm going. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, like out towards Watrous. So yeah. if you're around the Saskatchewan area, Regina area, anywhere around that, you got to go check that out. Or if, if you live June close, 18th, look close to a landmark cinema in Canada, you could check out some of these classic movies playing. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, that's why I'm going... Hands down, I'm going to go see Jones. Mitch, when was the last birthday? time you were excited for a birthday? Honestly, we've done the podcast for how long? We've gone through how many of your birthdays while recording? And it's just, you don't, you're never happy about that. No, but it's because but it's all leading up to this one, and I feel like this one's the worst one. So you think for like, like when 27 hits, you're like, fuck, basically. Well, 27 30. I thought was sweet because I thought, nice, I might actually die this year. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was no, that, excited that about that. that. Is, I, can, I can co-sign on that being true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm working on that one, I guess. <laughs> uh, my birthday, though, like, I always, like, I always take my birthday off. Is that fucked? No, that's not fucked. Do you pamper yourself? What do you like, do? Like, you sleep in? You have like, a, a, a meal? On my birthday, I just like to do nothing, you know? Like, I like to, like, just wake up, watch a movie, maybe fuck around, go to the mall. I don't know. Pretend fuck to around and go to the mall. Yeah, you absolutely. little mall rat. I love It the sounds mall. like you're 15. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> at, and, like, I, I'm usually alone. <laughs> You know, and then I go out for dinner, and it's like a fucking great day. I don't know. Alone? No, with like at least someone. And you just like open up your trench coat and show your <laughs> genitals to random old people. Well, I'm thinking 27 is the year that starts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but not yet. Yeah. So your girlfriend's like, "Oh, I have this great day planned," and you're like, "No, I'm going to the mall alone to fuck around." Well, no, she's a real adult. She works and does stuff while I just like take yeah. the day off and like <laughs> yeah, fuck so around. around. The mall. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that because I had so much time off over COVID. Right. Which is still no, technically that, going. That, yeah, but that we're also out. we're doing well here so far. It seems. Yeah, we're seems very lucky. We should make that apparent. Yeah, not to, to not to brag or yeah. anything. But, it, <laughs> but we are actually very lucky. not to brag. We're extremely lucky. But also, the minute that this even starts to nosedive even slightly, yeah, it's, we'll uh, be back online. Yeah. So it happens. <laughs> but it is really fucking awesome to see you guys. It's been four months. It's awesome, but I'm also happy we were able to keep going while we were oh, inside. I it's think, wild uh, that it was four months. Like, and to we think did, about. Yeah, we did some cool shit in the, those four months. Yeah, great Lots interviews. Lots of cool interviews, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I guess you're right. Yeah, we were productive, so don't ever say that we weren't. Exactly. But we're going to continue being productive by closing out our World Horror Series today with Boozy's pick, Yeah. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. But before that, let's just talk about uh, what's been up since last episode. What have you guys taken in in the horror world? Kyle. I know Kyle's very excited about something. That he Should was I go first? I, yeah, you, you got me pumped up. Okay, but here's the thing, though. It's like, I feel like I always, like, I enter in the ring here, and mm-hmm. I often, you know, I only have, like, one real fighter. Wait, can I read? So are you saying that you, you have to choose one of us to argue with? No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, I usually only bring one thing to the table, oh, just kind of okay, how I am. Okay. And I often feel like maybe I should like go in the middle or something. Maybe I should because I assume, I know for a fact Boozy's watched at least a few things this yeah, week. Yeah, sure I'll let I'll let you guys do that. But first, let me read an email from John Allison. Sure, please. <laughs> okay, let's it. not let's not talk about what we watched. Yeah, we watched. Well, <laughs> let's right, get into an email from right me. after right after this, just so we don't forget. Okay, understood. Email from John Allison. Uh, hey guys, I love you guys doing the world cinema thing. Here are a few horror films that people might not have heard about that they should check out in no particular order. Blind Alley from Spain, and it came out in 2011. Sexy Killer from Spain, which came out in 2008. Vignette, which came out from in France, or was filmed in France and uh, came out in 2008. Nightmare Detective, Japan, 2007. 
Cold Prey uh, from Norway in 2006. I've been meaning to watch that I one. I feel like I've seen. Like, Cold, I, there, there's a different. There's a new Cold Prey that's like. Okay, uh, that that name is so yeah. familiar. Or Cold Skin, you might be thinking of. But there's also a Cold Prey. It's yeah. Cold Prey brackets new. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Next bracket. door from Norway, 2005. Pulse from Japan in 2001. I actually wanted to do that one if we I ever think did. I've it. heard of that one. Oh yeah, well, there's that yeah. really shitty remake. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Who can kill a child? Uh, directed by Kyle Zarevinsky. No, from Spain, <laughs> 1976. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Let's not start that I'm a child killer. I don't want that to be a thing. Matt, yeah. you know how many fucking things that Mitch has on me? Yeah, it's just true. These, these weird things. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just, just take it on the got, chin. I'm just, stopping this one, I'm just stopping this one down right just now. Just watch your backs. <laughs> uh, last one, King of the Hill from uh, Spain, 2007. From, from Mike Judd. Yes. <laughs> but he also says, I'll also second Ills, them, as a great horror movie. That's the home invasion one I was telling yeah. you about, Boozy, that you'd really yeah, like. Yeah, I think you were, uh, I remember you talking about that, I think. One, one other thing, Kyle is not allowed to say Pedro Almodorva's name anymore. Here's a clip of Almodorva. Almodorva on a British interview show saying his name. He says his name around 30 seconds in. Okay. Oh, Cheers. I need to, I actually need to talk about this. I looked up a video on how to say his name <laughs> and put in like phonetics on how to say it in my notes. So I don't know. I okay. think, I think let's, I did okay. Let's see him. Let's, let's hear no. it. No. Not again. I mean, I could find the old note. I caramba. I swear to God. Is Pedro, yes, you yeah. said that. Pedro. Pedro, yes. Almodova. This, yeah. this is the exact same video I watched. Is that the, it's from, is that a, let me see. Yeah, it's a British interview. Yeah, I watched that exact clip. So I don't know. Maybe I fucked it up. Good but for you for doing your if homework. It makes though. you feel any better. I at least tried. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle cried himself to sleep after that. Uh, well, thanks for the email, John. We appreciate it. As always. Also, John's the man behind uh, our website. Well, he helped me build it. Well, he did all of the work. And it's a good looking <laughs> website. Yeah, John killed it. Uh, all right, let's get into it. What have you guys been up to? Boozy's going first. Yeah, Boozy should go first. Okay, uh, we're doing a Kyle sandwich, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Let's go. Let's go around the table. Okay. That makes more sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's my turn. <laughs> uh, okay. That's so, do you remember that stupid app, Mubi? Well, fuck that app because I downloaded Tubi onto my PS4. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Don't try to pull this off me right now. So, get him. Okay, hear me. Um, say it real good. Yeah, I thought we had. I thought we had something here. I thought we both ironically I, 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 hated Tubi, but actually didn't hate it at the same time. Well, no. now that I've I've delved into its yeah, mighty shores, see, no. and, and uh, it's it's not the A content I'm here for. I'm here to scrape the bottom exactly. to see what I can and find. More a content. That's like an Acon website for his. U- that's Acon's YouTube channel. Tubi is the Acon of streaming services there's tons of content not all of it's good but in so once it's in a while helping it, out you got a, you got a couple uh i don't I'm know gonna fuck you's in there i kind of disagree it can only put out five albums He's more of a movie. music <laughs> more of a movie <laughs> okay let's hear about tubi what do you discover on tubi all right so first i checked out a i don't i didn't get the year for this one but it doesn't really matter uh it's a sasquatch movie called hoax i heard about it um there there was a couple things I liked. Uh, it, it seemed like they had done a little bit of their cryptozoological research in this. They they were doing like tree knocking and like whooping and stuff, which is common uh, calling techniques for it, Sasquatch. Is it new? What? Yeah, it's fairly new. Yeah, 2019. Anywho, uh, overall, not a great movie. Um, they did, however, have a really cool scene where a guy crashed a, an ATV and did like a, a sweet front flip. And, like, it, they actually did it. So I was pretty impressed by that. Not Wait, a great movie, though. Adrian Barbeau's in it, though. 
That's pretty tight. So did you just find this scrolling on Tubi? Is that how this happened? Okay, so first off, it has a really cool... I believe it's this one that has a really cool uh, poster. Poster, yeah. So it, that it, is yeah, a cool it, I really like the minimalist of it. So I went a lot off of that, and then I read kind of the blurb about what it was, and it sounded like a great idea. Honestly, Tubi has a ton of movies that have really good ideas in the titles, and then you just realize this is going to be a recurring thing as we go on with my movies that I've watched that have really good ideas but aren't particularly executed well and partially because of budgetary restraints. Yeah, there's the, for sure. And you're going to find that stuff on yeah, there. But, the, but lots of times you'll find lots of really great low-budget stuff on there. Yeah, and I, I think the problem with uh, Hoax is that... It should just not have really shown me anything at all of the... I thought you were going to say it just should not have existed. Probably like a solid two and a half. I, I think there was a lot of cool things in it. Okay. I just think that for, for what it is, it was a cool idea. It's just, it's one of those things where they didn't have the right pieces to make the puzzle work. I don't, I don't want to like shit on movies because of their budget. I just want to explain that they had a really good idea, a good concept. It just it, it probably man, wasn't you're up the, to a you're good the, standard. You're the king of loving low budget, like ultra I low budget movies. Yeah, like, does it just look low budget, or do you know that it was low budget? It's just low budget with how it, it does kind of look, and you can find out. Obviously, the story lends to it being in this scenario, but you can tell a lot where you save money if you're out in the forest, just wandering around. That's your set location. It's right. perfect. Right. Now let's get a guy in a suit and he'll wander around a little bit. This this um. The Sasquatch looks like the Sasquatch from Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Yeah, the, and that's that's a problem for me. It's it's like you know it's the werewolf movies. And that's John, not a problem John, for me to John be honest. C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, it looks like John C. Riley. So that's my that's <laughs> my first one. Little baby Sasquatch. <laughs> it looks like John C. Riley in Walk Hard when he's in the when he's in his cold sweats. Oh yeah, his dark face. All right, so hoax from 2019. So would you recommend hoax? <laughs> Because um, it seems you, like you enjoyed it at least. If you want to brush up on your squatch lore and your your whoopings <laughs> like and your it. tree knockings, that's where it's at. I don't think I fuck with squatch lore. Oh man, I fuck with squatch. Do lore. You believe though? No. Oh okay. Do you believe? Damn yeah. Yeah yeah man, that shit's out there. But the thing is, I believe it existed once. I don't believe it's still out. I, okay, I can get behind that. I, I can actually, get behind that. And Jerry's out anyway. Let's carry on. Okay, Mitch, you should go. Jennifer Lopez is making out with uh, Rocky. Right, I love when Owen Wilson Rocky? is just looking. He has a good fit in this movie. Like he oh, has good, good yeah. clothing. Well, he's got puka shells. Oh, there's this snake. Oh. Sorry, we're watching Anaconda. All right. Oh, I okay, knew this so was going to be a problem. Yeah. I told yeah, you guys. It was meant to be. All right, so Mitch, is, Mitch is the one who started. It, yeah, I'm right? starting off with something that's not necessarily horror, but I need to spread the love right now, and that is. The oh part come on, man! You bring something on the show and it's not even horror. What, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> when have I ever done that? Oh, you, come all on. the time. Man, I, I've finished reviews that you go, okay, well, not horror, but... I've never <laughs> yes. fucking done that. I need a, 100%. I have never done that. If someone out there can do a super cut of the many times Mitch has done that, I would Don't do love that. that. So <laughs> I would love that. Okay, I'm going to skip this one then. Facts. Just kidding. No, no, no. No, no, we're, no what is We're it? trying to it? understand that we're it's okay. We're just you. It's okay. We haven't seen you in a while. You called me a child killer earlier. You can talk about a movie. Yeah, fucking get over it. <laughs> Speaking of child killers, I'm talking about Harley Quinn on Adult Swim, oh. the new Harley Quinn a animated series. Which you've heard could, really good things about. You that. could not have found a guy who would give less of a fuck about the show than me. Are you sure? Because I'm right here. No, I mean, <laughs> that, that's what's so upsetting is that there, you, like, there's so much shit in it that it's a shame that uh, people that like Boozy will know that you're not going to give it a chance because you would love it. Like, it's especially uh, Bane and uh, King Shark, and like, they could, the, some of these characters are fucking hilarious. They're all hilarious. I love them all, I but. I didn't know there was a King Shark. Is, that's like a thing? Yeah, he's voiced by Ron Funches. 
French, French, Fuenches, isn't it? Fuenches. How do you Fuenches. not? No Fuenches. one knows who Ron Punches is. He's hilarious. I think this this show looks like a lot of fun because, like, the, admittedly, I would never in a million years seek this thing out. But I've actually heard from other people the show's really funny. Yeah, you posted like half an episode on your story. I put one minute, <laughs> and it's because it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, homie Craig Sullivan uh, told me to check it out, and I was like, I have zero interest in that. And then he yeah. explained to me what it is, and then I was like, what? what? Like that sounds insane. Like it's an 18A animated. Harley Quinn show. I know that, like... Who voices Harley Quinn? Uh, <laughs> and Kakoa, or the, the the chick from fucking Big Bang Theory. What's her oh, Haley Coco. Haley yeah. Coco. Yeah. yeah. But Star that, weird. Rules I'm not laughing. Her. Like, maybe she can fucking do it. She's really good in it. There you she's, go. Yeah, she's really good. I, I just I've thought, always kind of liked her, despite I, I like her, too. Likeable. I thought she's I thought, just in the worst show ever. Exactly. Yeah. I thought Boozy was going to shit on her because of that, uh, because of Big Bang Theory, which is an awful uh, show. Honestly, now it's that everyone... It's a huge mark from, on your career, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Now that everyone in Twilight has basically gone on to, like, reclaim their careers, yeah. I'm fine with, you know what, everyone... Oh, yeah. can, if fucking Zac Efron well, can do it... Yeah. Like at fucking Frankie Muniz. Yeah. yeah he's just, he was in Stay Alive. <laughs> Speaking of which, Frankie Muniz is in oh fucking Harley God. Quinn as Frankie Muniz. No way. Yes, what? That's, what, that's why I'm bringing it up today is because that actually happens in an episode where Frankie Muniz comes to in. Watch this. Hi, everyone. I'm TV's Frankie Muniz. That's exactly what he does. And yeah. <laughs> no way. Yes, and it's voiced by Frankie he's Muniz. New, oh, my God. Oh Frankie, man. Muniz, Frankie Muniz is the new Fred Savage. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, totally. Who the fuck's uh, Fred Savage? Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Um, Y'all. Lake Bell is in this. Alan Tudyk. Uh, Alan Tudyk is fucking hilarious. He voices uh, Joker, Clayface, uh, a couple other characters. But Jason Alexander, Diedrich Bader. Like, there's so many hilarious people in the show. Giancarlo Esposito plays Lex Luthor. <laughs> so where, where can we find this show? Where can people watch it? On show? Adult Swim. So oh, okay. I watch it on Amazon and then I have Stack TV. But I'm gotcha. sure other people have Adult what Swim somehow. What the fuck somehow. is Stack TV? Yeah, what is that? It's a new, it's a thing that you it's can get. Everything is it, fucking new. Hey, can I bring those? Is it a channel on Amazon? Yes. Okay, I need to talk about this really quick. Yeah, let's talk about it. I find the channel system on Amazon pretty fucking annoying because here's the thing. Like, for instance, Shudder, it's its own streaming service, obviously. But if you get the Shutter package on Amazon or like the Shutter channel. Right. Not all of the Shutter films from Shutter are on Amazon, but you actually have to pay to use the Shutter service on Amazon. You can't just log into your Shutter. I got Shutter. double charged too because exactly. I have it on both. Yeah. So you can't just log in with your Shutter account onto Amazon and link them. You have to pay for the Shutter package on Amazon while also having your own Shutter account. But then you realize that half the Shutter shit on Shutter isn't on the Shutter Amazon package. It's a fucking scam. Yep. Straight up scam. Guys, we need to blow this wide open. Someone's got to get on Twitter. It actually pissed me yeah. the fuck yeah. off. Get on Twitter. Get on Twitter. Start yelling. Yeah. Start Sound yelling. off, King. I might start yelling yeah. on Kings. <laughs> Agreed. Anyways, that sounds... Actually, I might check that out. Mitch. That yeah, sounds cool. it is good. And that's... Yeah, like, so... It's this, for me, this may be the first time that, uh, like, the character Harley Quinn actually works for me. Like, I've never really been a fan of Harley Quinn. I'm a massive Batman fan and DC Comics fan. Did you um, like her in, like, the... What would that be... They were, I guess the animated series that's when she like the original 90s yeah. animated series I didn't I mind that's where I she started yes right? and that is where she originally started yeah. but I, so I, I didn't mind her in that but the thing is she she was always kind of a weak character to me because that's she was always just serving the Joker that's her whole premise that's yeah, and that's what yeah. she's always been played off of and that's why they're they're still playing so off of that. She's just like a format of a henchman. Yeah, but the thing is, she's in love with Joker, and she's just and that's what like the whole, whole emancipation of Harley one Harley Quinn is like the Birds of Prey was attempting to right. break that mold, 
And I don't think that they fully succeeded at that. I think that they fucking nail it in this show. I think that the huh. feminist angle in this show, they're obviously I'm not the right person to be commenting on that. But like, because okay, okay, she's okay. like the lead of a very vulgar, violent, and crazy animated right. show. So she finally got, like, and she has a purpose other than just like the whole show is about her purpose being away from Joker. Really? And so like is Joker making not her involved in this? No, role? he is, and he's fucking hilarious and insane. He's pulling his. He's wearing people's faces and pulling them off and like, like he's cutting, he's, oh man, the violence is insane That's in the really show. F- so like, would you say this is kind of like. It's like Rick and Morty, but funny. But, but, <laughs> but it's like the Harley Quinn they've been trying to do for like decades at this point. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Every totally. now and then like animated shit does it right. Like a bit better than live action sometimes. Oh man, totally. And you like know? Commissioner Gordon. No, no is, offense to animation, yeah, but. Like, commis- no man, Commissioner Gordon is like an alcoholic loser in this and he's constantly fucking with the bat signal. Like it's super funny, and Batman's in it tons. Like every character's in it. It's so good. Wayne Knight, like uh, Newman, uh, voices Penguin. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's awesome. really yeah, it's really good. And my, my God, in the same episode that Frankie Muniz comes in, they make an Airbud reference. I'm like, this is a terror. So it was show. it was wow. made for you. Yeah, I'm I safe to say I'm in love with it. So huh. I just wanted to. And is there just one season right now? There's or? two seasons. Okay, there's two. Yeah, I, I still yeah. I keep up with all the animated Batman stuff, but for whatever reason, I didn't hear about this Adult Swim show because I guess I didn't yeah. expect it. You also <laughs> just hate Harley Quinn and women. So. Ex- fuck yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Understood. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Kyle, what have you seen? That was such a seamless transition. <laughs> okay, I, this movie that I watch, honestly, like, I'm still kind of percolating with it because I, I just watched percolating. it really. Percolating? I just watched it today. That's a big word. And this movie's fucking awesome. So I watched 1999's Audition. Oh, wow, Takesha Mike. Yeah. Mike, sorry. Debatable. I looked up a video for this push one too. I'm not even up, lying. Push your glasses up, King. <laughs> well, whatever. If I'm gonna go on blast. I might as well stand my ground. That's true. Um, anyhow, have you guys seen this film? Long time ago. Okay. Nope. So, director of Ichi the Killer and bunch of other shit. This guy's directed like a fucking hundred movies. The, yeah. the man is busy. Three extremes and. And he's done all kinds of stuff. And but this film, I think, is starting maybe even like the last like five years has been getting a lot more attention. I think people would probably say it's one of his best films. I don't know. I haven't seen everything he's made. I think it'd be almost impossible to, but anyhow, this is like a very, very complex movie. Like this movie has a really, really weird tone. It starts off almost like a slice of life. Like, (laughs) I don't even know, romantic comedy kind of Yeah. like not super like slapsticky, but it's kind of like campy and like there's, has a lot of like guys being like kind of shitty but it's like passed off as like oh oh, oh, these like guys they mean well blah 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 but then it them being shitty really pays a price and wholeheartedly this film is absolutely a horror film but you almost won't even know that until the end until like I don't even know like even like an hour in I would say an hour in you get small like you know trickles of ideas of what might happen as the film progresses but really really subversive and the movie kind of deals on really, really, like, sensitive subjects like child abuse and, you know, just general, like, manipulation and misogyny. and But, again, you wouldn't really, like, understand... You wouldn't even think about that when you're watching the first half because the first half is literally just, like, some, like, businessman walking around trying to find a girlfriend. <laughs> like, it's really... It's really... Um, We've all been there. I don't even know. It's, it's kind of silly and it's just... I could also see people kind of getting kind of bored watching this oh, to totally. some extent. And then it catches you so off guard. But then it just... <laughs> and yeah, but at the same time, the movie's really, really well paced, yeah. in my opinion, because there's tr- they're putting in little hints of like what to expect as the movie like goes on. And when the movie kind of hits its climax, you 
it's a big like holy shit and i felt fucking disgusted watching the end of this movie but it also like talks about like i don't even know like sometimes shitty people don't like right away seem shitty if that makes any sense and there's shitty people out there that aren't maybe like I don't know, punching people in the face or it's, it's kind of like, like the skin I live in. They're it, monsters hidden in plain sight. Exactly. And like this guy, like he's not even like the worst person on earth, but he's still not a great guy. And he, you know, he learns that throughout this film. And I don't know, I don't want to give too much away because I think maybe I'm already maybe even doing that a little too much right now, but I think you should absolutely seek this film out. It's not nearly as zany as something like Ichi the Killer or even like some of his other films. This movie's a bit more grounded, even though it does get really, really fucking insane. That being said, like, it's not trying to be goofy, so that's kind of what I mean when I say that. I don't know. If you haven't seen Audition, absolutely do it. I think it recently got a Blu-ray release, like, not too long ago, so you can check that out. It is on Shudder, too. And it is on Shudder, but it's not on the Amazon Shudder channel, for the record. That's how this whole gripe started. That's why there's got to be a way that you can, like, search on that app somehow. But it's, it's just Amazon has such a shitty search function. That well, has to be the most convoluted uh, bullshit I've ever heard. It was such bullshit, man. No, Amazon has a terrible search engine. Well, and, like, just their whole You might be right, Mitch. It might be, service. like, a secondary search function. And if yeah. that's the case, then maybe I just didn't find that. Well, but if they're going to take on so much, they got to fucking figure it out. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. It's but anyways, mess. it's on Shutter, so whatever. Don't bother with the Amazon Shutter, I guess. Or you can get on Blu-ray. But I definitely would take this one out because I, like... This movie, I know for a fact, is going to stick with me. Like, I'd like to do an episode on it at some I, point. I think we should. It, and I watched it, of course, because we're doing a world horror series. It's a Japanese film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been meaning to watch this, too. Like, it's always in the, been my watches for a while now. So, absolutely. 1999's Audition. Very good. Absolutely. Very, not what so was your fun. Letterboxd? Letterboxd is five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, you, you talked it up. But I didn't expect a five, and that makes me excited. Like I loved this movie. Okay, I, I there think we go. I, I think there I'm going go. to grow to love it even more. To you're, be honest, you're with still you. percolating. Because man, it, it, <laughs> I am percolating. Because the thing is, is like it's the, percolating. The way like the way it I don't know the way it treats like women, especially in this film, is very very interesting and very yeah. like not necessarily ahead of its time, but really well thought out and really. I don't just thoughtful, which Loved is it. weird since right. it's one of Eli Roth's favorite movies. Yeah, it makes almost no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's actually well, well it's because he took notes from the last 25 <laughs> minutes and that's it. Well, the thing with this film actually is a lot of people either call it like a feminist film or a misogynistic Torch- and film. It's also written off as torture porn to some people. And I that is bullshit. I wouldn't agree with that. I yeah. could I get it on like a So is it very graphic then? Yeah. Parts of it are. Okay. Parts. I would say it's ten percent of it is extremely. Do you remember graphic. Itchy the Killer, the movie that opened up with the guy coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I swear to God, it's basically like, like it's a, a lot, ja- it becomes yeah. it's a Japanese drama and then becomes martyrs for ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's really good. It's though. wild. Understood. Man, I, you've yeah. actually just inspired me to rewatch it. It's yeah, been a long time. I would since really, really recommend though. I think any of the listeners of the show would get something from it, without a doubt. But I will say, if the first, like, 20, 30 minutes you're finding boring, just stick with it, because it really picks up, without a doubt. Do yeah. uh, you want to go again, Boozy? Sure. Um, I'm saving my best one for last, so this is my second last one, so it's going to be really quick. I watched, also on Tubi, all the thing, everything I've watched this week is oh Tubi. Oh my god. Yep. My young I king. Need, <laughs> I might have to quit the show. Okay, I was, I was really tempted to watch Stepfather 3, but instead I went with... <laughs> Freshwater from 2016. Okay, first of all, though, have you seen Stepfather 1 or 2? No. What Man, is, step- watch what step- is Stepfather? This 
Man, I've talked wait, about wait, it on the show. How do I know this? I think I must know because of you I talked about, about okay. the stuff. Man, you would love the stuff all there one and two. Well, was it I know, but I, like, I, I wanted to watch three, and then depending on Three's how... terrible. No, no, that's what I mean. It's like how terrible it is. I want to trace back from that. Oh that's something I would do. I could, I could appreciate that. You're right? There, there's, there's logic to this no, flawed logic. I actually get it. <laughs> anyway. I'm more of a 3-1-2 okay. kind of guy, though. <laughs> Sorry, what was the movie that you watched? Freshwater from 2016. Okay. So, this is a crocodile alligator movie. Um, I sent Mitch a clip of it last night, which I was thinking about posting on our socials. I don't know. I'm very sorry. I did not watch it yet. You didn't even look at it. No, well, I'm sorry. Anyway, I was busy. Um, it, he knew he was going to see you today, so he didn't do it. So this was the first movie I watched on Tubi, um, and I had to rewind this one scene that I have a video of four times because I thought the actual thing was skipping. No, I'm not about to watch but, it. But it's the editing's that bad. Um, they show the alligator at one point in CGI and it just looks, oh, like I would have rather just somebody splashed something underwater and Mitch I wouldn't just, have to... He just showed me the poster and I don't think I'm going to watch yeah, this Yeah, don't Mitch. watch, don't, I'm, I had two notes for it These and, are the types of movies I feel bad even shitting on. But like, I, I'm not trying to I'm shit not trying to shit on it either, it just doesn't interest me from the get-go. Well, yeah. I, but like, I'm giving a chance to, I'm giving a platform, this, these movies are made for me. The they Sasquatch really movies, the Crocodile Alligator. Because once, once in a while, there is a giant turd out there that boozy fucking loves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ser- I'm constantly searching for that high of yeah. a movie and that you, no one likes but run, me. Yeah, you'll white knight that shit. Yeah, exactly. So I have two notes for Freshwater 2016. The first one is bad, and then the second one is very bad. So this okay. was not a great movie. I honestly, I didn't finish it. It was it was pretty bad. Um, and it's just, it's I can't even say, oh, it was budgetary constraints and that's the only reason. I have never seen such fucking weird editing in my life. And decisions were, they, they had the option Zoe to... Bell, is it? They, they had the option to shoot your your b-roll that would make the story make sense but because they didn't they just used uh, audio cues and then sloppy cuts to hide it uh, like a specific scene is a guy's trying to start a boat because someone's out in the water and there's a crocodile out there and all he is, says is like start the boat and he runs out of frame and then th- th- like you can hear the boat going, and everyone's going don't don't use the boat. You don't want to go out there too. And then the guy just goes, "Okay." You don't see any of this happening. He just fucks around with a boat off like audio wise, and that's it. I, I just it, movies like this frustrate me. So, do we, oh my god, okay, where where was this movie made? <laughs> Who cares? I I need to know. This sounds like a tax. Right I now. I hate being an asshole oh, about sure, movies, man. but but like some Alabama of really wow. not good. But and I'm budget, here for twenty five thousand dollar budget. Yeah, that's kind of respectable. But like, yeah, respectable. Uh, but that's I'm, honestly, pretty sick. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it for twenty five k. I might watch I'm it. I'm here to watch these movies. But yeah. if the whole premise of your movie falls upon a creature, you gotta give me a little bit of something yeah. just to like just make me a little bit excited. Because if you that's if fair. you full on do MS There's, Paint or yeah. something, I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, but there's also so there's unfortunately so many of those. I love how we're watching Anaconda as we're talking about this. <laughs> but there's so many of those terrible movies out there that like like all the Lake Placid sequels, where right. they just they they give you and the movie's an hour and twenty five minutes, and there's maybe three minutes of the actual crocodile, and even that is but that's just the a computer thing. I, digital. I image. will go through to see those scenes. I'm oh, that target it. audience, and they never look good. They I am so good. excited to delve 
deep into Tubi. Yes, there's some good shit in there. Just yeah, al- allow yourself to watch some of the good stuff too. I don't have the patience too. for that at all. Yeah, no, not even a little. I bit. just I don't like that it didn't like um, ask me any questions when I signed up. It wasn't like Netflix where it's like let's get some preferences from you. It's no, just it's a free fucking service that's giving oh you guys God. everything. Think about if all- I can sign into it, just let me be able to customize them. Boozy, think about the thousands of dollars I've spent on Scream Factory Blu-rays. Pretty much all of those are on Tubi for free. Think about all the the streaming services you pay for, and I piggyback off of it one point or another. <laughs> it's, it's all of them. Just, just for the record. Just to remind you. <laughs> just to remind you. Okay. I owe you like three grand. It's chill. So, I don't know. If you, if you cut me off on everything else, I'll still have Tubi. Yeah, and, exactly. And, no, I won't have Movie. You I have to think, pay for Movie. I don't sorry. think I'll ever get Tubi at a protest. You're such a dummy. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah. Is there an app or a, a, a service that takes all of your streaming services, it puts them into one thing, and no. then just lists the movies. So it that should be it. Well, there is kind of websites that do that, like Just Watch. They'll list where you can find a movie, but it doesn't list... No, no, do, do you know what I mean, though? Like, no, if I you, see what you're if saying. If you had, yeah. like, oh, your I Netflix... have too much shit to If do. you had your Netflix <laughs> and your Shutter, and let's say your Amazon, oh, all yeah. linked to this thing, you would have just a list of these movies and categories. I don't think the companies would get along to do that. It'd have to be, like, a third... I don't know. It maybe would be a third party, but, like... I yeah. don't know. There's got to be some way to do that. That's anyway. Actually, I agree. No, that patent pending. Patent pending. It's kind of like <laughs> it, it's called Shaw, and you use like a remote, and then every channel is there, and you scoop oh. the two channels. That's no, just, no, no. That's I just, just I just want again. everything. Li- I don't know. I just want everything listed, and then it'll take me to that that zone. <sighs> okay, so I just downloaded Tubi for my phone. <laughs> Have you watched anything else, Kyle? I haven't watched. Have anything. you no. gone back to Mubi? <laughs> No. No. Oh, but here's, here's the funny thing about movies. There's no other six-minute movies so, on there for me to watch. I, try, I tried to cancel movie because I was like, well, I'm not going to Oh, pay, they got you. I'm not going to pay for this. But as I was canceling, they're like, oh, do you want 30 more days? I was like, oh, okay. Yes. So I bought 30 more days of movie. That, that's a classic the, move for someone who doesn't believe in their product. Somewhere in the yeah. accept column. If, it's gonna, finish, <laughs> the same thing happened to me with Shutter. For it's going to retroactively charge you somehow. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Honestly, I'm just looking to see if Touche Joe... is what that is. Joe Dirt. <laughs> All right, I got uh, two last things, so I'm going to hammer off one thing. You got one last thing, right, yeah. Boozy? Joe right. Dirt 2 is not on Tubi. I watched all of the new the new series of Unsolved Mysteries on How was Netflix. It? Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay, so it's different from the original series. Um, How they, so? Well, they focus on one specific case or story each episode rather than a few at a time. Because oh, all the the old yeah. ones, they you know they would they have two at least. Yeah, they do two on? or three. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, you you will love it. I've been, I've been on Tubi, so I haven't been on Netflix. Yeah, gross. you'll love it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I would have preferred more goofiness because that's what I previously learned to love from Unsolved Mysteries. Like right. I I love watching crazy people fumble around their ridiculous theories, and I love watching them right. love being filmed. Like, I love how much... They're so happy to be on TV. They're so happy to have their minute. Man, if you had one niche thing that you had some dumbass theory about and someone put a camera near you, of course you're going to sound off. I get it. I get it. And so here's... It's like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. If someone was like, hey, does anyone have any Sasquatch information? I'd be running. Exactly, but there's things... (laughs) Dick's hard, I'm out. Don't don't expect any... And that's the thing, though, is they they focus a lot more on, like, homicides and, like, accidental murders and stuff like that. Which is... No, it's still good. It's still good. But there's one episode, uh, I believe it's the finale, it's a UFO episode so it's and i fucking love ufo shit because it's just a breeding ground for the biggest fuckheads and like also i agree this is like some of it is like crazy some of it's actually like you gotta wonder 
I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, one of these families, okay, I'm sorry, they own a fucking Rexall. Like, I'm sorry, but I think about the, the there's a family who owns a Rexall who's seeing UFOs in the 60s. That's pretty sick. In the 60s. I have also oh, I believe with hallucin- then. I have also fucked with hallucinogens many, many times. Man, if it was the sixties, I always like you got to give a little more credit to the shit yeah, way back because they didn't have true. the internet to gas up on. No, exactly. So they're gassing up on. They're fucking probably they're all heavily, up on heavily medicated. <laughs> no, but I, I don't want cat. Piss. I'm I'm a believer in aliens. <laughs> I uh, I believe in extraterrestrial Same here. life. Kyle, I don't. You Kyle, don't believe in aliens. Do you, no, no, no maybe not just aliens. Do you believe well, no, in I life bl- outside yeah, of... Yeah, that's, that's what I, I mean. Do. Yeah. I do, I do. I yeah, do. yeah. Of extraterrestrial life. But I don't believe in, like, the little green aliens. I don't believe in that shit. No, that's that's semantics. Because yeah. there's greys, there's... I don't want to even se- get into it. Like, there's I, do you shifters. believe in E.T.? No. No. No, I don't. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this will be the last episode. Yeah, I was going to say, one foot out the door. I don't know, man. It's just like... I what know. are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the unknown? I'm not afraid of the unknown. I think that's the issue with all this. I think you're scared of your butthole being touched. Because you know that they're coming for that dumper. I'm going to go no comment on you this one. You know they're coming for that thing. I'm going to go no comment. They can see that thing from space, Kyle. Uh, Kyle is going to go no comment. With, you, with your logic, they could see anything from space, Mitch. So. <laughs> all right, yeah. No, I, I uh, recommend Unsolved Mysteries. It's, it's pretty good. The original series is on Tubi. It is. So, yeah. Another win for Tubi. (laughs) Does it ever stop? (laughs) Tubi sounds like a teletype. I love this. (laughs) I've come around. All right. This is my last one, and I want to talk a little bit about this. And I want you guys to not giggle when I say the name of this movie, and we will carry on politely. All right? So, this movie is... uh, it's spelled D dash railed from 2019. Oh, okay. Derailed from 2019. Uh, it's directed by Dale Fabregar, and I believe it's his third film. I hadn't seen his other two. I hadn't even heard of them. Maybe they're great. Um, and it has a a really convincing knockoff Mila Jovovich. I, I, there were certain points in this movie where I was like, "Holy shit, that's Mila Jovovich!" But it's obviously not. Um, also, Lance Henriksen's in this. For yeah, that's right. I know. I uh, yeah. think I might have actually started this at one point. Okay, so derailed is basically a, a car, a, a train car goes into uh, the water. Derailed sounds like an Attack Attack song. <laughs> yeah, it does. First album though, right? Definitely yeah, first. first. Stick stickly derailed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a train car. It's in the water now, and there's a spooky monster in the water as well so i was hooked on that it's a great idea um it's it's got some really cool monster effects um it reminds me a ton of i love how that's a great idea to you. no no the, the whole so idea train of like goes into the ocean and yeah, there's monsters there's fucking monsters you put we some, got ourselves some so wait, is it an underwater underwater train yeah Okay. Yeah. It's like Snowpiercer, but underwater. Okay. So I'm following. You guys got to follow me on this one. Okay. So this reminds me a ton of, and this is where I'm probably going to lose a lot of people. Reminds me a lot of Under the Skin. This reminds me a lot of 80s monster movies. I see the poster's kind of cool. Like like Insect. (laughs) Like Insect. This movie is a lot like that, where it's, it's, you can definitely tell that there's a huge amount of cheese. Um, there's a huge amount of mistakes in this movie, and it's it's not ones that it's it's ones that could easily be avoided, but they didn't um, because it, basically th- there's not much you can do in a single train car, right? So for some reason the train car also doubles as a warehouse. 
through okay. a lot of this and not just like hey is that a warehouse in the back like an overlit oh yes this is just a, a parking garage that they rented out yeah. um and they like a lot of common mistakes like they they go into rooms that lock from the outside they do that a lot and they're like oh we'll hide from the monster in here where it's like just shoot from a different angle where i don't see the lock right there because it makes me upset it makes me upsetty spaghetti that you guys made these mistakes oh god <laughs> They, but th there's a really cool kill in this movie. Um, the creatures look kind of cool. Yeah, it, they're it, practical. It, too. it is. Um, are it, they practical or do they cover them in like? No, it's, it's it's awesome. Practical effects. Okay. Um, I have a scene to show you. Actually, I recorded. Um, clearly, it's clearly filmed in a bunch of places and kind of works as an anthology, but it's not supposed to be. What? You got to follow with me. It it, it goes. It's to, just a really long anthology episode. It it goes. It's supposed to be in a train car, but we go through a, a fucking warehouse, and then all of a sudden we're at a windmill in the ground for some reason. Like we, we emerge, and then all of a sudden we're at a You've train station. And at a certain point sure. in this movie, it's also a ghost story. Now try and figure that shit out. This movie is wild, and if you're not into really corny '80s movies or '90s movies, you won't like this. But it's also from 2018. Yes. Uh, it was definitely on a budget. There's a lot of things you have to look past to have an enjoyable experience. I feel like not all the actors are actors um, or actresses. Um, but Thank you. Lance Hendrickson is there, so that's a thing. But so, yeah, if but and it's a Tubi exclusive. Yes, and if no, it's on Amazon Prime as well. Oh, is it? Well, maybe yeah. you can check it out there. Yeah, there you so go. So if oh, you're I, if you're we'll into see. B movie schlock, I would say honestly, out of everything I I watched on Tubi so far, this one was probably the most fun. Genuinely. Oh, jeez. There was some cool stuff to be had, but well, you know, what's, I, what's the letterbox? Uh, I think two and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. There so I mean, it's no Stepfather three, sure. which I will review next week. But well, please watch the first. Stepfather. <laughs> Fuck. So I yeah, even I specifically uh, recommended that yeah, one to you, you on that episode. You brought that up for some reason, or did you just? Watch I just it? watch it because oh, it's okay. a really good movie. Is it actually? Yeah, I yeah, love the Stepfather. I, I remember you talking about that. It's Stepfather's cool. like it's like Ted Bundy the movie, but not called Ted Bundy. Okay. It's really okay. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped up. So I have one last thing, and it's something. It's a re-review. It's something that we've already watched. I rewatched Underwater this <gasps> weekend. Oh, um, that brings back good oh. memories. Yeah, it does. Better uh, so times. Simpler did, times. We did do it. Correct. We did do an episode on this movie, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I don't need to talk about it for too long. <laughs> correct. Um, we did. Yeah, we fucking did. It was did. our. But it was the first horror film of the year. Episode. For, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it was like our I first episode of the year. A dirt. It was. Yeah. Also, okay, so I went looking for that fucking Blu-ray everywhere on Friday. Oh. Everywhere. So you bought and the DVD, finally. No, there wasn't no, even you gotta a DVD. Listen. There wasn't even a DVD. I actually was almost, I was almost rented it from high-tech game traders. What? I know. I, that's pathetic. Oh. Like, I, no, I would rather rent it online. Sure. Really give yes. them fucking money. Um, but I borrowed it from... No, no comments. I'm a next level guy. Right. Next level games yeah. represent. I'm itch. I'm kind of like a next level guy. <laughs> <laughs> next level games. Uh, anyways, Boozy lent it to me. I had <gasps> like, I texted Boozy. I, was I like, came Boozy, through. You, I was like, do you own Underwater? He's like, duh. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, duh. Um, and I was Obviously. Like, if I would have known that I could... Yeah, so I borrowed it and... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so... Okay, so can I just say that I walked down this path before Mitch did? I went to five different locations looking for this movie. I called a bunch of different people. Am I having deja vu? Did you talk about this on the probably? Maybe, maybe but the yeah. distributor like isn't really sending out copies. So I went on Amazon and it happened oh. to be on sale for five buck off. So I got it. I just want to say I appreciate the slipcase, but it doesn't do anything because oh. it's the same movie cover underneath. 
Give yeah. me a little bit. I like, still love slipcases. No I do too, but I, I yeah. like seeing a different cover. Are you a no slipcase guy? No, I love slipcases. Yes, I've a... bought slipcases when I receive it with. Anyways, I won't talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. Um, Sorry. Okay, Sorry. so moving on from underwater, uh, like just in general, I think we've all agreed that like it is the second viewing where you truly decide how you feel about a movie, and it, it's this is the best fan made alien movie there is. Like it's it's totally it's it, a lot this, of fun. It was a lot it, of fun. It's fun, but it's it's just a straight up rip off of Alien, and that is fine. Yep, it's totally fine because that's the thing is like there's like. But it's, isn't that what we always talk about? That we well, we watch, you want that, but I don't want. Oh no, no! But we always talk about like, oh, this movie is a little bit of this and a little dash right. of that, which yeah. are all things we like. So what's wrong with liking a movie that I, literally does wear its badge? Is, on I almost think it's more of a crime when it's like, oh, you're just trying to be alien like, in certain aspects of the film. Mm-hmm. But when a movie is just pretty much like unashamed to admit it, I can I buy that. That's more. pretty yeah. much what this yeah. movie is, yeah, though. Exactly. It's like it's just a blatant homage to Alien. So like, in almost that, every I think it's, it's more of a homage. I don't find it to be as much of a ripoff directly. No, it's it's more. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a blatant homage to Alien in almost every single way. And I for still the, hate those for the new, most the, for the newspaper mo- bits are so dumb. For the most part, it's it. it's a really entertaining and fun movie. But its best moments are without a doubt direct replications of Alien. Mm-hmm. And that, but it's still cool to see like an updated, newer version, whatever. Just like a yeah. fun different take on it but it is still just a di- but here's the thing tj miller is so unnecessary in yeah, this movie and he actually he nearly kills this movie he nearly destroys this movie it's actually he's so the on a second viewing like the my review went down so i still like this movie but he is so bad in this movie he damages I didn't it feel like he's in there that long oh See, man that was that was the saving grace for me he's definitely not good in it don't get me wrong but second time around i felt like i was like man wait i forgot i thought he was gone way earlier <laughs> i didn't hate like i didn't hate him but i could have done with that I, I think out of all the guys here i'm the one who cared the least it was he didn't make or break anything he was just a disposable character which is but, what he was there to do I, but I'm that's the problem is that, that this movie this movie didn't need comedic relief though that's the problem is that he's the comedic relief for a movie that didn't need it right. like it wasn't it wasn't intense he, enough but you to you always have to have that that's an alien know. thing right there I that's think, an alien thing right there yeah, you I don't need know. an Owen Wilson. You, you, know? you have you have comedy characters I think in Alien. He's so he's yeah, but the problem is when they're not funny at all. Well, like, TJ, yeah, TJ but that's Miller besides the point of having. He's so incredibly he's, distracting. Man, he's saying Avril Lavigne. Are you when, listening to when it? you're watching? Oh, next next time you watch Underwater, actually pay attention to this. Pay watch this. Watch the cast around him. It actually feels like he was superimposed into the scenes because it feels like the cast is having is none not of hearing it. anything. It feels, he's it, feels, it feels like they're like not reacting. To anything that he's saying, because like, he's he, a Princess Leia hologram. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and he's just—it's just T.J. Miller farting. Like while there's these <laughs> people like actually like having life or death situations. Can you imagine if like the production like behind this got leaked, and it was like because you know it took forever to come out, right? It was like a well, produc- it had to have been because of him. But for, like, but partially. could you imagine if it came out that like the director didn't know about that, and the reason it was pushed back is because he actually wanted to superimpose him later. Yeah, like, he was <laughs> never in it to begin with. Oh my god! But then yeah. it got to like because he actually he's like you know this Miller guy's got promise. That'd Let's be put him. Just bad green screen too. Whoa, crazy stuff's happening, guys. I gotta say though, they did this movie dirty. Like they fucked the release, they fucked the DVD, the, they, the Blu-ray release. You know, yeah. Usually, when but, you hear yeah. about movies delayed that's, this that's long, coronavirus though. 
but when you hear the movies, uh, no, it is. Long. Long. But that, that like, would have been in. That no, 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 but the, the release of the Blu-ray is correct. No, 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 we're talking about the actual film, though. Yes, are you re- sure though? One hundred percent. I couldn't find movies. I couldn't find any yeah, fucking is. movies. I, I talked to somebody about this. Man, there's okay. like they're it's, not it's getting the any stock. Yeah. yeah, no one's getting it's any the stock. The actual which is, distributor is is doing limited runs, so, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Like human lives Fair are more important. I was just saying that came out in like January. I thought. No, no, but like the idea that this movie got shelved for so long doesn't make sense to me. And that it was put out in the first week of January. Yeah, because usually when you hear about this, we always go like, oh, I hope it's good, and it's always bad. This but should've, this was really good. This should have been a summer... This should have been like a oh, summer movie yeah. that people would have liked. What a hit hard. I still... Yeah, I still... I don't think that this movie's great. I do think it's fun, though. I, I, I enjoy yeah, it. I, know, I, I enjoy Underwater. I, like I also yeah. want to die on this hill that I think the best... The scariest scene in this movie is not an alien ripoff at all. It's where they, they go to the very bottom and actually step out for the first time. Yeah. When it's complete blackness. Yeah, that is That is, is the scene. scariest scene yeah, for me. Yeah. And, and nothing happens. It's just that the nothingness of... Deep yeah. ocean. I will also die on the hill that it is ridiculous that you like this movie yet you shit on life. Like life is so fucking similar to this movie, but, but I, it's I actually it's, better. I think life's creature design I really cre- sank it for me. Honestly, and that's what's crazy is it's so original. Like that's why I like that movie. Is the it looks like design. a Pokemon? So maybe Kyle yeah. will like it. Yeah, I love it. Legit, it reminds me of a Pokemon. I we like watch Pokemon. Yeah, like you Pokemon. do like Pokemon. All right, do you guys want to get on to our main feature? I think it's time. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our last edition of the World Horror Series. We're th- this is the final one, and we're, we're ending with my choice. So, my choice is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night from 2014. It is a American vampire western uh, directed by Anna, Anna Lily Amirpour. Does, it, does that feel good? Does that Works feel for good? me. Amirpour. You just got to say it faster and then it sounds Amirpour. like you know what you're saying. Amirpour. Yeah. And Anna it's, Amirpour. It's starring Sheila Vand, Arash Morandi, Mozan Marno, Marshall Manesh, and Dominic Reigns. Correct. And and Masuka the cat. And Masuka. Who could forget that fucking beautiful feline? Yeah. Good cat. Let's let's talk about it. So, yeah, like, it's important to say, though, that this is... It was filmed in the United States. Was it California? But it's... Yeah, it was filmed in California because it's a... It was produced by Spectre Vision, which is Elijah Wood's company. Yeah. yeah. Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah. Um, And the... But the language spoken is Persian, and it is... Technically, an Iranian vampire western. Yeah, yeah. So the first of its kind. Absolutely. Well, Boozy, I'm curious to find out why did you choose this film. So this has been kind of brewing. I don't think I've really said it to anybody, but this has been brewing me for a while that I I've building this obsession with Nosferatu. Oh. And when we're talking about world horror series, I like immediately thought I was like, I want to watch, you know, the Iranian Nosferatu, which is what it feels like. I, I think that this movie takes a lot of things that it does in Nosferatu well, and it, it sculpts it in its own way. Right. And there's, it's so beautiful. This movie is so beautiful, and that's oh. like the first, if we're really getting into it, like it feels so big watching this movie. Oh, interesting. The, you think it feels big? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, like I feel like they they use the widest possible lenses to capture the most yeah. in scenes, right? And and that's in a what, small desolate place. 
I was going to say because honestly, for very me, very desolate. For me, it feels almost the opposite. If I'm being honest with you, oh, yeah, I mean, I sure. I guess like visually speaking, like there's a lot in the frame. Widescreen. Um, but um, yeah, we. I mean, we're not full screen boys anymore. <laughs> but um, we were. Let's be honest. At one point, but Agent now we're not. Cody Banks Two was the last time we fucked with full screen. <laughs> My DVD is widescreen, nonetheless. Um, wow. More or less, I, I I find that interesting because I do think this film just feels like a like a, a suburbia film, and to me that doesn't feel wide. To me that feels actually kind of more like closed off and very intimate and sort of smaller in scope. Right. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot being told, like each, you know, each uh, scene doesn't necessarily have a lot of set pieces or a lot of uh, action or a lot of... Um, oh, no, and that's, I don't mean that in terms of when I'm talking about it being big, I don't mean it in terms of action. Right. In terms of what it puts out, you have something that's so important because there's so little going on, right? So right, you have right. something so important in your foreground and you have this lush background that you can really dig into. It do, it's not just bushes and you know a singular other thing like you feel like you're on let's say like a street i think with a skateboarding vampire we can all agree that the star of the movie is the cinematography like that's the best i think that's the best part about the movie and there's like i don't want to blow my load here but i also fucking love this movie um, oh, totally. This uh, so we all love this movie. Yeah. This is going to be one of those episodes where we're all going to kind of just gush about a movie. Yeah, well, and just, unfortunately, we'd all seen it before. Yeah, yeah well, this is not a first watch for anyone, which yeah. is kind of a rarity lately. Like at least one of us, yeah, are entering into yeah. these movies. And I'm going to be honest, I was I was actually like sort of bummed that Boozy picked this one just because it was one that I'd seen before, just because Kyle picked the skin I live in and I hadn't seen it before. Right. right but right. then when I sat down to rewatch, a girl walks home alone at night. Man, I just like forgot about how much i love this movie like when it came out i saw this when it came out and uh it was it's just so beautiful like you said it's such a gorgeous movie but like it's also the score of the movie makes it feel big too it's also like that's what makes it feel huge is yeah 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 the sound that overtakes the whole movie but i also love how it's just such a different imagining of vampires that we haven't seen before Mm -hmm. and all it took was like it's just because of the setting which uh it may which may make some of the subtle touches in the movie go unnoticed, which is actually kind of a shame. Um, but because it's so different, like, sure, this is actually it. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel like this is like a spiritual sequel to Let the Right One In in a right. certain way. Uh, just I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, you know, the second generation. Mine, mine is a familiar, basically. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's just like it's, just, it's, it's not the exact same, but I see what you're saying. Like Exactly. It, there's similarities. There's sort of, uh, you know similar notions from that to this one i I would agree i think for me like i saw this movie not right when it came out but maybe like the year afterwards or something like that it's like i don't know almost five years ago now but i watched it recently like this year like the beginning of this i think it was yeah either the beginning you mentioned you watched you watched like four episodes ago it was a little bit longer than that i think it was our first quarantine episode actually okay so like three four months ago give or take all right so time is a flat circle it's Recent, but not Th- super. There recent. is honestly, it's it's pre-COVID and post-COVID. Yeah, Anything yeah. in between is lost time. And I, the reason I watched it last last time I watched this is because I found out that the director is like really good friends with a filmmaker that I met last year, and that's why I was like, oh shit, I should like check this out again. And that's uh, her name is I wrote it down because I always butcher her last name, like everyone's last name, Melena Pastrick. She directed an awesome documentary called Pigeon Kings, and they actually Oh, made, you talked about that. Yeah, and I love that documentary. It's 
not horror related, but it's a fantastic doc. Um, but they actually made a short film together, Melina and Anna Lily Amport. Okay, that's crazy because yeah, yeah, she did primary like she did all short. This is her first feature. This is her first feature, and which this is a banger of oh a first my God. feature. And this I got, is like exactly what you want from a first feature. And I gotta say, because I think when I brought it up on the show, like. I don't know. I talked about, like, hey, I like this movie, blah, blah, blah. Watch it again. Enjoyed it. But for some, whatever it was, like, I don't even know exactly what it was, but watching it again right now for this episode, I fell in love with this movie even more. You it, bumped your score on Letterboxd. I bumped my score. Yeah. I th- it, it felt so intimate to me. Like, uh, some of the some of the shots were just, like, they felt like they were just, I don't know. I feel like I was getting a pee-pee, like, behind the scenes in some ways. Like, it's one of those, it's one of those experiences where, you know, on face value, I like the movie, kind of a different take on vampires, like Mitch said. You know, very, you know, quiet and calculated and sort of intentionally flipping right. the script on what vampires traditionally are. But this time around, like, it, it felt a bit more personal it. for me, to yeah. be I think I think it does a really good job of immersing you in the suburbia of it. A lot of times movies put you in a suburbia that you can't relate to because it seems right. so artificial. Whereas we're talking about this, where it's a very intimate movie, yeah. it feels like that's the corner you grew up around from. Like you, you feel like you you know some of these locations. See, sure. all all of this movie feels foreign to me. Like so, well, that's, it, but it, it does feel it. But that's also what I like about it, though. Yeah, is that yeah. I like how it's it feels so different, but at the same time, it has those like even some of the score beats feel like a Transylvania, like almost it, it almost feels like a sure. Transylvania tone. I think some people might miss like how um sort of delving into spoilers but not really but uh when you have a ninja from diane word uh like kind of dancing towards her like i didn't realize the first time i watched it that he's charmed yeah yeah and that so that's 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 why yeah yeah and that's i realized that that's i was like oh maybe i was on the gas a little too hard the first time (laughs) but you were you were fixated on his sex neck tattoo and like i think his one of his tattoos just says pimp in persian (laughs) yeah i think Talking about that suburbia feeling, like well, the reason I kind of like it is because, yeah, you're right. It does feel foreign to me as well, and it's supposed to feel that way. It's purposeful because, like we said, this was filmed in California, but it's meant to be located in Iran. But it's you know it's purposeful because she made it that way. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, we're not gonna go shoot it in Iran where like I envision this to take place, but I'm gonna set it up to make it feel that way. Right. And it's the same way if like. I don't know. I wanted to make like a Stand By Me-esque <laughs> film about my childhood, but we didn't film it on the block I grew up on. We, we fought, shot it somewhere else, right. and I tried to recreate that feeling successfully. This is an example of that paying off how it should. And I, I think that resonates because you do kind of understand that like walking down certain back alleys that feel like home or mm-hmm. you know, going to friends' places that you know, make sense or you know, houses that look kind of shitty. And like, I don't know. Like, there's just, that's a certain experience. Not everyone grows up that way, but right. it, it felt just really purposeful and calculated in, in a really natural way right and a common criticism that this movie does take though is that it's style over substance which it totally is but like a wise uncircumcised old kyle zervinsky once said to me <laughs> correct the style is the substance and yes. i wholeheartedly agree with quote that. on we should get that on merch maybe yes the style is probably the one of the more smarter things i've said in my lifetime <laughs> i stand by that i mean i don't think i don't think you I think it's a fair criticism, but I don't think you could dis you know dismay any film based on that. It's just not fair, in right. my opinion. Totally, yeah. and it's also like this is an interesting look at the like oppression of women in Iranian states, which I yeah. know it seems, yeah. but like that that's totally what they're going for here, and it's obviously a conscious decision to have the girl only prey on men who are preying on other women. Absolutely, and like there's so many like there. I just think that's like before we get into full spoilers because I. 
I don't know if there's actually going to be a... This isn't one of those movies where we're going to have a ton to talk about in spoilers, right. but um, I personally just think this is a great first feature. The The moment the moment followed by her skateboarding, like the, like the moment where she's skateboarding down the street with yeah. that wide-angle lens and then like is what... Pu- is what pushes this movie into excellent territory. Like oh, it's, totally. it starts excellent. out like yes. I guess I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's Radical bit, dude. Excellent. It's somewhat Bill and Ted S. <laughs> have you guys seen her second film, The Bad Batch? No, because I, I heard nothing not. but terrible things. See, that's the thing. I was actually talking to my good friend Gavin Baird about this after watching the film wow, for the show. Wow, name drop and a half. That's my boy. And he say he, his middle name while you're at it. Ivan? <laughs> uh, so October? Kind of what he was telling... <laughs> get out of here. But also, shout out, stay alive. Um, he w- he kind of said that the film gets a bit of too much of a bad rap, in his opinion. He said it's not amazing, but like he thought that critics were just too harsh on it. How could you follow this up, I though? also feel like I, I should... Yeah. I, owe, I owe it to but, her to watch... But I'm in the movie. exact same league as you, Mish, yeah. to be honest. like If I'm being honest, the trailer didn't catch me much, and then I heard yeah. it wasn't that good, so I just exactly. never got around to it. I know, but... but you know, but even watching this now and like bumping up my score and like feeling like you know what this movie's like Loki a classic. I probably should at least yeah. see what she made next. Yeah. How do you feel I about her making a cliffhanger remake with Jason Momoa? Like what in the I fuck? Don't, I don't yeah. feel anything for Jason Momoa movies, so I'm gonna step back into the shadows. I actually fuck very hard with Aquaman. Well, because it's so, awesome, but it's like awesome. So, it I is mean, awesome. But the thing is, like sand? that doesn't make any sense. What? Why? Why? Why, why, why did he sh- jump into sand? Because Aquaman he can. Wouldn't he die? He's not Sandman. Yeah, he's not Sandman. You're, you're, you're literally thinking about it, which means you're thinking about it too much. Yes. Saw it in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. Saw it in the trailer and haunted me since. True. Yo, Pitbull and starts playing. It's over. I yeah. dicks it out. For, I'm good. I, I fucked yeah. it up for Mitch, too, which yeah. is the worst part. Remember when you go say that Adalia went for three seconds? Okay, wait a minute. That was taken off of her upcoming project. I swear to God to you. Two hours ago, it was on her. Yeah, I didn't know anything wait, about it, that. Oh, no. it's on, She's directing. Yes, it's still there. Directing. She's directing a cliffhanger remake with Jason Momoa. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, but that makes that like I'm. I would d- love a. You know what? Sure, sure. I'm down to see what she does. I with don't it. like Jason Momoa, but I'm down. I I like I him. Did, I don't I dis. I don't I, dislike the guy. I didn't like him at all until I saw Aquaman. I have no. I don't have any. He reminds me too much of The Rock. And you know how me and Kyle feel about The Rock. See, I prefer Momoa to The Rock. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like there's a level of insincerity there. I don't know. No, he's just a fucking I don't think I could even care about Jason Manoa to dislike Manoa? Manoa, But, okay, so she's primarily done TV since, though, so she did an episode episode of Legion. Yeah, Twilight Zone, Legion, Castle Rock, uh, Briar Patch. So she's... Homemade. Yeah, but... Keeping busy a little bit here and there, that's great. For sure. She's got a couple features coming up, though, one of which being Cliffhanger Remake, which is just bizarre to me. I'm down for it. It just makes no sense to me that they they would choose... And I like that. It's a bold choice. It's a bold choice to choose an actor, a a director like this, a director who made a movie like... Right. Granted, I haven't seen The Bad Batch, so I don't know if it's an action But you can tell even... I, I haven't seen The Bad Batch either, but I feel like even just from, like, seeing what I've seen from it, you can tell that she definitely has, like... A distinct vision and style, and so she'll bring that to whatever the fuck she works on, whether it's a great film or not. Uh, so I can appreciate. That's like why that. I feel though that that she's one of those ones that the jury the jury's going to be out because I feel like she kind of needs to be the writer, but we don't know yet. We yeah, she okay. obviously has yeah. an eye for the eye for that's a, camera, a good point. That's right. fair. But the thing is, she also is a good writer as well. That's granted. True. This doesn't have a lot. That's well, the other thing too. I think we need to point out. I think that's a good discussion to have. Is movies that don't have a lot of dialogue that are written brilliantly. 
Oh, well, like absolutely. this. This Did is this a prime example. Do- like, no, there was no, no point in this no, movie where I was no. like, I hope somebody says something more. No, well, but that that's the thing, though. It's it's in the direction and how the characters are interacting with each other that makes it so brilliant. Well, nine times out of ten, when you have and uh, the score, when you have a script that doesn't have a lot of dialogue, it's usually written by the director, meaning that a lot of it is actually hanging on the direction, how it's shot, how it's right, right. put together. Uh, and that's know, the best way to tell a good director from a bad w- director. Well, Jonathan Glazer, Under the Skin. I mean, an adaptation true, yeah. of a book, I suppose, but there's fucking barely any talking in that movie. And actually, these it, films are a little similar in some if, respects. If you can go from the front to the back with limited dialogue and you know your character's intention the whole way through, you've done a good job. Oh, totally. And these characters are really, like, they almost feel like they've been defined somewhere else. Like, they're, they're maybe not the most... Um, they're well fleshed out before they came out. Exactly. Well, well fleshed out yeah. before the movie even started. Absolutely. And that, like, and that's also, they, they do a ton of, like... But they're not tropes at the same time. Right. No, but they maybe do... Dra- they, maybe they the vampire do, bit. But. She does do the oil field symbolism that they that was already done in Near Dark. Oh, right. Which I, like... So good. Like, but, like, so it came from Catherine... But it's also an homage... It has to be a homage to Catherine Bigelow, who did Near Dark. Right. And that's, like, the famous scene. Um, but it's also... That's just a classic vampire trope about the economy draining you, man. Your power plant draining you, man. Right. Yeah, Sucking yeah, yeah. your blood, man. Well, <laughs> I don't know. The, the vampire The vampire is interesting, right? Because it's a predator, but it's also a person. It's, it's, it's a soul entity. So, yeah, I don't know. The vampire can be very conceptual. And I think in this case, it kind of is, right? Like, she's a, she's a female preying on men in, yeah. uh, for, for her own agency, which is, I think, maybe the and, whole point of the film. Yeah, and taking pleasure in doing it at certain points. Totally. And doing so it with something that is warranted, like, She's, I don't know, she's sort of going against people that are bad people. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the fucking Punisher. We need to talk about the absolute best scene in the movie, but in order to do so, I guess it would be a spoiler. So I'm going to say spoiler warning here. I have two lined up that I want to talk about, and I'm hoping we have the same ones. Oh, in spoilers? Okay. Um, All right, so let's get on spoilers, even though this isn't... I don't even know if this is even really one of those well, ones. No, I think, I think if but you haven't seen this, oh, go 100% watch it. go watch yeah, it. It's yeah. beautiful. I Definitely don't, don't want to ruin the, the rest of the film. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't want to ruin that. 100% agreed. So it, we all love this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, pause the show, come back and listen to us gush about it a little bit more. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. And it's on Shudder. And Shudder. But not through. Sh- not, but not through. Wait, Shutter. it actually is. It actually yeah, is on the is. Shudder channel on yeah. Amazon Prime. Okay, so spoiler time. Imagine the kid going home after and his dad being like, hello, son, how was your day today? After she has had that ball, she just had that baller ass monologue about eating his ears. That because was that's th- the best scene in the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. the second best scene in the movie. For Her me. skateboarding. Nope, not even that. Oh. It, like, I'm but like, I want to talk about that because yeah. that is that an scene amazing, is incredible. It was oh. amazing it's, scene. And, and they the do sound, s- the sound of the it. sound and the build up to that is so <laughs> good. You could have just had the kid do. I think a lot of more mainstream movies would just do like a look forward, look back, look forward thing. Yeah, yeah. But to have him actually interact and do something of his own agency, stealing your word there. Oh, thank and you. then and then have, and then have her show up. I think was so much better. It, it, like it might not see in the grand scheme of things, him unraveling bubblegum might not seem like a big deal. But it fit that scene so well to have... Maybe it wasn't bubblegum, but it was candy. Yeah, yeah. To, but just to have him do that where he's not quite sure of if things are safe or not. Like, would you pop some candy if you thought you were in danger? Probably not. I just think... I think that there's, there's such a yeah. subtle touch to it, that. It has, like, this innocent, yes, dangerous 
feeling to it. Yeah, right? because you don't yeah. know what she's going to do. We haven't fleshed out her character enough to know, yeah. will she go after a kid? But at this point to in me, the film, you're kind of, you know she's up to something. Yes. What that is, you don't really know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just a classic horror scene. I sure, just think that's yeah. like what, like an incredible well, horror sequence. And I think the film as a whole is an homage to a lot of horror films and to oh, totally. noir films. And yeah. I don't know, really anything that is supposed to be spooky, I guess. But, right? like, but you know what that scene is so important because from then on, you understand that she is a good character. Because up until that point, you weren't right. entirely sure. That's and this was kind of that on the fence moment. Like if yeah. she killed that kid. Then you know she's a bad person. Yeah, the movie would have been drastically different. Whereas Absolutely. for her to... You she's know, more so just scaring him to make sure he doesn't end up being a piece of shit like the other guys it, that exactly. she's preying upon. And that, that makes her a admirable well, character right there. And there's also something about like a, a you know a child inherently has innocence. They I mean mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they do bad things as a kid, but they are a fucking kid. They're going to learn to become right. better people. So that's, you know, she's sort and of... A, a kid out after dark, yeah. you know, what are they up to? Could it be up to no good, I suppose. You never know. This is all like that. What's the, There's so many sequences, like all the sequences with her on the street where she's kind of mimicking what people are doing, like walking back and <laughs> right. forth. Yeah, yeah. Those are so much like, what, what's a subreddit that everyone, never sleep or whatever... Did you guys ever do? Yes, that I know what you're talking thing? about. Yeah, no about sleep, no sleep. You're talking about like a creepy pasta. Yeah, like, but they. they I don't know. Yeah, There's a creepy pasta about it, but uh, but that's the thing. But it's it's that just like photographed perfectly. Yeah, like it's it's just it's the most elegant way to see a oh, creepy pasta. If you yeah. want to break it down to that, totally. Like, it's a very art house creepy pasta. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 weird, right? Because you okay, you say it's art house, and I would agree with you on that. And I think it's, it's one thousand percent art it's, house. It's not really trying to be anything else, but at the same time. I think it is paying homage not only to horror films, but just to like Hollywood in general. David Lynch. Hardcore David Lynch. That's a good point. If you read about this, this. she made everybody watch Nosferatu as well before before this started because And they only refer to the vampires Dracula. Never anything else. Yeah, and that and that's played off as such a fun joke because his character is doesn't know, right? I also love him. Like oh, I love yeah, that character because yeah. he's such a dazed. He's like, really good in this. Yeah, he's so good. They're all, they're also. He's good. an apathetic character. He doesn't yeah. have a strong personality. Sure, on but, him, like, but that's why he's good in but it. Yeah, he yeah. does what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know though, but even him, he kind of looks like this like James Dean type character. Totally. Like, he, there's really kind of this like. He's a, like a puppy dog James Dean. Yeah, it's like this like really subtle like um, appreciation for like I don't know Hollywood or North American culture. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. I feel like. I mean, I'm not Iranian, so I can't speak to this, but I understand that there's cultures that, you know, they look towards the West and kind of, like, look at, like, what they see on TV or watch fucking Beverly Hills 90210 and, like, you know, right, that, right. that influences uh, sort of their their youth culture to some extent. And I feel like there's a really, really, I don't know, subtle undertone of that that is interesting. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, that as the suburban feel of the film, I don't know, but... The movie itself, in my opinion, is just so subdued. It's all these finer yeah. details that we're discussing that make this film great. Mm-hmm. I love this soundtrack, you guys. This soundtrack, yeah. this soundtrack just shoots endorphins through my body. And like multiple parts in this movie do, do that as well. Where it's like I'm 99% with you. I feel like the f- very first song they played that had lyrics was really bad. I like it still. Is that I, the song I, we're I, talking I, about? No. I don't think. Oh it wait, is. yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, the totally one where is. it's just a girl randomly naming shit. 
No, no, not something else. Okay, because there's I one don't know. I don't know. There's I, one might... song where it, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. lyrics are just like there's a bed and there's a lamp and there's and I was just like I hate fair, this. Not but fair it felt, dancing. I don't know. Girls, it's it's, it's, it felt per the per the court. I guess that's more of it's my pers- like a folk a folk song. Yeah, that's more know. of my personal prejudice. I guess where I was like I don't like this. Yeah, there was no breakdown, so you're like yeah, boring. Where was where was the arf arfs? Yeah, Kyle, what's your favorite scene? Or did we just talk about it? The, I was going to say, actually, the bedroom scene was my favorite scene. The bedroom yeah, scene? Absolutely. I think that's when it kind of comes in together. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. We discussed when she's with the child. That kind of makes her reveal to the audience right. that, no, she's not a bad person. But it's also sort of, you're still questioning what her motives are. And, like, I, maybe. Yeah, you're still scared of her in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, she's terrifying in that scene. She's stripped, so. she's stripped down in the bedroom scene, is yeah, what you're she's, talking she was on shot. She was on shot TV and stripped down. So <laughs> She was more, like, playful, I guess, in that? And kind of. Yeah. Um, I didn't the, find playful. Uh, like, in the, in the scene with the kid? No, no, no. I'm talking about when, yeah. when oh, she's, okay. like, I, playing I, music. I, I was yeah. re- referencing the kid part, but then when she gets the, to the... The kid part just would have ruined me as a kid. No, no. She seems much more open and inviting as a character to learn more information. But it, but what I like about that scene is that it slowly develops that way, because when she's inviting him over to his house, I'm like, okay, is she just going to, like, kill him? Yeah. Because at this point, we don't really understand that her motives are to kill men that she knows are bad people. You know, she learns that they have done bad things and she wants to sort of, I don't know, get even because of that or whatever, kill them because they deserve it. In this case, she meets this guy on the street. He's like kind of just, he's high, he's out of it. He's, he's just, a bumbling idiot. Yeah, he's just like, he's not causing any harm. He's being like relatively friendly, being a little bit boisterous, whatever. And she connects with that to some extent because he's a little bit weird. I, I She's a little like bit her own like way. almost like a childlike curiosity. Do you know what I mean? If you look at constantly well, as men as targets, to have one where you're kind of like, sure, I wanna, here goes I wanna, pushing his menace targets <laughs> agenda. Again. No, no, no. But like, that's their whole point. She is she punishes well, bad men. So sure, like she. What you're saying is like not to speak for you, but she's used to seeing men act yeah, a certain yeah, way. She's, yeah, she's curious yeah, as to yeah. what his motives are because he seems so non-aggressive, Just kind of uh, acting normal to some extent. She's caught off by him not being a piece of shit. Well, and when they go, and when they get to the room, that's where it it plays even more to that, in my in my yeah. like opinion, because it's not like he tries to like make a move on her. Really, he just wants to like he wants to live in the moment. Yeah, honestly. and he whatever. Maybe he's like he's high and he's out of it. I have no idea. However, you want to look at, it, you can. But that she to just me, wants to chomp on that Adam's apple. <laughs> in my opinion, that is just a, such a really really intimate scene, and that's always been my favorite scene in the movie. And that, that to me is like movie magic, like two characters enjoying like a dope song in a room. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just. You know, that's There's something just, relatable this is about the it. Perks yeah. of being a wallflower exactly. version of Kyle, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> like. There's something so like I just you know, who maybe you just want to fall in love. Don't exactly. You? Yeah. It just it's just nice. I don't know. This is like anybody's daydream. If you really get down to it, insert well, whatever kind of person you want, but yeah. just to, to have that experience of being in a room with somebody. It's just. Being it's in the moment cute. of it's it. cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't know. That's always my favorite scene. But I just I, daydream about me and. Kurt Russell snowboarding together playing Call of Duty. That's which really Call of Duty would you guys play? Probably, honestly, this is an unpopular opinion, but Ghost. Oof, yeah, I that's like a really Ghost. unpopular opinion. Yeah. No I can't like Ghost. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Fucking fat fire maps in that game. <laughs> nope, we're keeping no, it moving. Fucking f- fire map. Um, so I don't know. That's my favorite scene, but. There's many in this I, movie. I don't know. I just feel like I have to get one off my chest because this one really sealed it. Whereas I could say maybe I haven't put my letterbox score in. Whereas like going towards the end of this movie, I was like, this is a solid four, four and a half. And then it hit a five for me is the car scene. 
just oh. those two sitting in the car looking at each other there's right. music playing and just having like it's one continuous shot and you have the cat in the background it's a fucking cat it's just <laughs> doing whatever but so that that's your perks being but, the wall but like the yes, cat's there. that is but like <laughs> yeah. It's everything's perfect about that scene. They don't ever feel nobody feels like they're acting. It feels like they're all in a moment because even right. like the animals doing its own thing, and these two people are doing their own thing, and it it just everything felt right in that moment. I I don't know. It's like it's like one thing where like I could imagine this was the only take of it because it, oh. as soon as you were done, you're like that was it. And what's cool about that scene too is there's still sort of this sense of danger, right? Because yeah, he's learned there's, a bit more so about much her. There's so much going on he in there. He doesn't know. really know what to do. Yeah. But then, but then the way the film ends, and like we're in spoilers, obviously, but he just wants to escape with her more or less. Yeah. To me, that is such a pleasant, optimistic view of this film, right? Because. I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm just a pessimist. Maybe we're all the same way. Like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to kill her. And, like, or she's he's going to try to kill her. She's going to kill him. I and her life's going to end knowing that all men are pieces of shit. And, like, but in a way, this movie ends in kind of I don't, not lighthearted. I don't, think but it's, I don't think it's a pessimistic look. I think that is what we were conditioned to seeing in a ton of absolutely. North American movies. It reminds me of a film called American Honey, one of my all-time favorite movies, where in that movie you just expect the worst of every single character. Really nothing too bad happens. Yeah, just the, the, way th- the way the setting is presented to you and the way the characters interact, mm-hmm. you just, like in this film I'm speaking of right now, you just expect something bad is going to go on between these two. Yeah. But I agree, man. Like That scene is beautiful because they just are enjoying the moment together. Yeah, and, and like, sorry, one other thing I want to get to is when we're talking about not just this movie, but all the movies that we watched is it's nice to see, like, when I, I mentioned about uh, a North American feel of how a movie should end and how your characters usually wrap themselves up is not not to be, like, a sniveling asshole about it, but a lot of times it's very predictable. You have, you know what I mean? You have your good guy, you have your bad guy, and you have a tweener, and... Like, you the, know how Nightmare on Elm Street 5 is going to end. Exactly. Whereas, like, when you're watching these, you never know quite when it's going to end. And I, I think it's, it's a shining thing in this movie as well as the other two movies. I think... Would you guys? It's such a drastic difference. Yeah, it's such a drastic difference. Like it's not what you'd expect with yeah. any of these. That's why it's it's a uh, we chose we did really good on choosing three different mm-hmm. movies to totally. display. Right. These, are, these are all knockouts. I loved all. Yeah, movies. they. Were, I but really like when, did. when you said, I'm also like, going to make you all rate them all at the end of this. <laughs> okay, you know oh, what you were okay. saying about like let the right one in. Yeah. Where that that movie That's has the best ending of all time. Exactly, oh, yeah. oh, and, and fucking it, crazy. it could have went in a similar route, but I feel like it. Even though they have similar elements, it right. carved such its own path that I don't think about those endings as being like, oh, you know, one took ideas from the other ones because they go in such completely yeah. different paths with the same idea. I wonder why that is. Like, do you think that's just? Like studio interference, or not even that it's like specific studios interfering, but it's like, like you said, conditioned. We're can like filmmakers from the West are conditioned to what studios and audiences expect. And I, I think that's but foreign uh, foreign filmmakers maybe don't have that pressure in that certain area of filmmaking. I don't know. Or if they get big enough that they do find a North American crowd that right. we're not conditioned to this because you know they can they have those options to do that. Sure, sure. And it's it's not that all North American movies fall in that same category. We love no, watch so, the mist. Yeah. We yeah. love so many North American movies but if you're looking at especially with horror I find it uh, you'll have a certain amount of movies come out every year 
where you know what characters are going to do what. And I think I think horror fans have also looked to other countries for horror films for that very reason. Yes. Because yes. Western horror films, they uh, are full of tropes, and that's part of why we love them. But they have those tropes. Yeah, I guess so, I yeah. also I totally wasn't I would I wasn't expecting a gnarly ending with this no. movie either. Though I was I thought it was a perfect ending. Like, but I, okay, I, to I some extent, I expected something to go wrong. I wouldn't say yeah. gnarly, but I didn't think it would be as. I don't know. Like hopeful. Hopeful, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it's like, okay, so I just want to get one more point about talking about the difference in endings. The The ending to Halloween would not have happened in any other country. I 100% believe that, that, like, the ending of Halloween is such a North American ending to a movie. This is Boozy's a video essay. It is. Yeah. Well, but, it, it totally is because it's they were priming it for sequels. Right, absolutely. But, but look, at, it's the North American... That's, a, that's an archetype that we've seen... Sure. push yeah. on even till now of of your your slasher and i i love i i stand at the altar that is halloween and i'm just yeah. saying that like it's been done so many times and it's it's kind of a weird you know idea for an ending whereas i feel like if you went outside of north america and had somebody else make this exact same movie anywhere else in the world i feel that they would have came up with well they would have had the option to be like no it dies here because that's what all of those yeah. directors but, wanted. But they could they could yeah. have completely gone in a completely different way with that too. But I, I just think that there a lot of times uh, we just from seeing movies come from other countries that they have so many more expanded ideas, and maybe that's cultivated from them being in a feeder that's, system of their own country's films. Right? It's either that or they're allowed to they're allowed to work with their own ideas. Right. More well, in, which is because like look at the end. I know you guys don't hate it, but like the end of the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is like absolutely. Like that, that's just the button on Nightmare it's, it's on Elm Street. It's to some extent. It, yeah, but the thing is, that's 100% studio. That right. is sure. not but, a yeah, it, You the, know that that creator not, we're not did not. slamming them for that, but that that is a, just because right. of a studio interfering. It's still a North American ending. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know, but like horror films in general are historically more of a Western thing. Like yeah. there have been horror films in other countries obviously but they took off in the west first right. hard to say if like halloween if it didn't happen the way it did somewhere if it happened the way if that film was made somewhere else i guess it's hard to say but i i see what you're saying i think that's a fair that's a fair like statement to make yeah, i it's, guess it's it's a classic ending and that's more of a north american style where i guess the way i'm thinking of it is like that is not only like it happened the way it happened but it's also been so influential that you either have films that want to you know adapt to that right. or drastically do things differently and maybe I don't know. I would. I guess I'm not. I'm not from a different country, but I can understand that sometimes you you want to take influences from the West, but maybe you don't want to make a film that is from the West. Yeah. I don't know. But but like okay, let me hypothetically pitch you the North American ending of this movie. It would be them together, implied in some way that he is now a vampire, either through their flying right. together or they're they're walking and stalking somebody together. I think that would be a typical North American ending to this movie. And the Sasuke scissors are in the back. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Doing cocaine. Doing cocaine. And, yeah. But like, am I going on a limb by saying that? I feel no, like that not. is That's a that, that is a typical no, ride into the sunset ending that a North American audience yeah. w is conditioned to. Yeah, agreed. But right. we also we get we get some decent endings in North America. I'm not, well. I'm not I'm trying not to completely yeah, writing us off. Yeah. I'm just saying that we are I less think I creative. Yeah. For the record, oh, this, oh, for the record, 100%. this this was Boozy's idea, and um, I'm just trying to back my boy up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys, uh, let's close out this World Horror Series. I didn't tell you guys we were going to do this, but I don't know. Let's rate these motherfuckers. Holy uh, moly, guacamole. Yeah, this one's really hard because I love all three of these movies. But um, 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be really easy for Boozy. Yep. Very easy for Boozy. I do you want me to just say it for you? You want to say yeah, it? Yeah, you say it for me. Girl walks home alone at night. Yep. Martyrs, the skin I live in. The, bingo. Yeah, that's not too hard. What about you, Kyle? <sighs> I bet you go. <laughs> Collect yourself. Okay, <laughs> so the one that I for sure would revisit the most, without a doubt, is Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I do think that Martyrs is the best movie out of all of these movies. Wow, interesting. Martyrs, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Skin I Live In. But I think The Skin I Live In is fucking awesome. I love that movie. Okay, so I... Th- this is a tough one. I would say number three... Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Number one. At number one, yep. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And number two, I'm going to say The Skin I Live In. And at number three, Martyrs. I would also like to say that... I love that all three of us had different ones. Yeah, two and three are... are, They're they're like neck and neck. They're neck and neck. I'm only honestly thinking, like, if I was going to watch one tomorrow, I'd probably watch The Skin I Live In before Martyrs. That being said... True. I I really enjoy Martyrs, and I think we all talked pretty highly of that film. Yeah. Yeah. And I do... I think these are some of our best episodes. Yeah, I think... These are fun. I think, um... I, I feel much more rejuvenated totally. actually being able to look at you guys while we're doing this and yeah. that Anaconda was playing. Yeah. yeah, that really um definitely added to the tone. It did a thing. Yeah. Next time we'll play, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking... I know what you did last summer. No, no. I still know what you did no, last no, summer. No, no, you already no. Sa- we're doing Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah, okay. I'm down for that. Okay. I'm or go- what if I bring a VHS? Y- well, it depends what you got. I got Hercules already. I already gave him... How many of... I've, I've given you, you gave, multiple batches. You, you gave me Friday the 13th Part 6, which yep. I hella appreciate because that's one of my favorite Friday movies. Me too. I love that movie. Uh, you also gave me Lake Placid, which... Yep. Man, do I appreciate. <laughs> uh, you gave me Halloween Resurrection, which I don't know Sorry. how I feel about that. <laughs> Oddly I'll, enough, the first Halloween I owned. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. do you have a copy of South Park the movie? I do, but it's at my uh, dad's, I Bigger, think. longer, wow. funnier. I do that. love that movie, though. I love that movie so yeah, much. Yeah, so good. It's a musical. It might get in the way. It, they will always have the sound off. <laughs> That's true. But also, one of these days, we'll hook up my Super, Nin- my Super Nintendo and play Mortal Kombat 2, which is the best <laughs> Super Nintendo game of all time. Can I can I keep it real with you guys? Yeah. I never really played that much fighting games growing up. The only one I played a lot of was, uh, oh, what the heck? Killer so, Instinct. Really? Killer Instinct, yeah. Killer Instinct was a good one. Mortal Kombat was, a, was, I was it was just it was just because of the the cover. Yeah, the, Killer uh, Instinct like, had a cool cover. I never I never got into fighting games, so like I I appreciate them from a distance, but I know nothing about I'm it. I'm strictly only Smash Bros. That's See, yeah. oh, and Smash Bros. There. Well, for I feel like Smash Bros. is completely different if you're comparing it to like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't no, even know Sma- anything. Sma- I'm terrible at Smash Bros. That's why I can't do it. Uh, no, my cousins were hardcore fighting game guys, so that's why I got into like Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct. My cousins were hardcore. They were just like sick bros. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this was a super this fun was episode. Awesome. Yeah. Totes. Oh. And uh, we're actually not sure what's coming next week, but hopefully oh, yeah. we'll uh, figure that out and I'll post it in the intro. So thank you guys for listening to the Terror Table. I'm Kyle. I'm Boozy. And I'm Mitch, and we're signing off.